Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my total passion in life is to do anything and everything I can to help you get closer to God. I figure if we can do that, it's going to impact every other area of your life. From your finances, to your family, to your job, and without a doubt, your eternity. Sure, we'll talk musical worship, but more than anything, we'll talk fellowship and real friendship with our Heavenly Father. Abundant life done right. Our mission at the Pure Worship Podcast is to help you discover or rediscover that walking and talking full of purpose connection with God, that you might also empower others in the same way. So be encouraged and join the conversation as we go on the journey together. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, Josh and I search out the depths of who God truly is as we explore the topic of the visible, invisible God. You know, it's always frustrating to find that we've held the beliefs for most of our lives that turn out to be faulty, or at least a little sideways. But when it comes to worship, we simply cannot afford to be off in our understanding of God. And we cannot stress enough how important it is to truly know the who of worship, his characteristics, what he loves, what he dislikes especially since our world is often in stark disagreement with what the Bible reveals about our God. I mean, how can we worship a God rightly and fully if our understanding of him is distorted or inaccurate? A couple things to expect. Josh challenges us to avoid allowing our religious feathers to get ruffled as we explore some difficult questions about the biblical roles of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I paint a crazy picture of how it is possible to overemphasize the person of Jesus as I share a wild story of a message I heard while on the road doing ministry. All right, let's pray and we'll get started. Oh, Lord. We're asking for your help today. Give us discernment to hear what you're saying, to understand what you're revealing about who you are. We truly desire to know you in all of your fullness, no matter how it messes with our own limited understandings. You are great and mighty, and we love you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go ahead and get into this week's Pure Worship Podcast entitled The Visible Invisible God. Man, I love doing these podcasts with you, Josh. Me too, Jeff. <laughs> I love it, dude. It's a lot of fun. I mean, we talk about deep stuff, uh, no doubt about that. Uh, we're talking about all kinds of things that I, you would think sometimes this, some of this stuff doesn't have anything to do with worship. And maybe we're just using that word uh, outside the context of what some people think of it as. Again, we are trying to dispel the notion that worship is that little 22-minute period before the sermon. You know, that's not just musical stuff. We're trying to say, look, worship is a lifestyle. Worship is who we are. It's what we're created to do, to love God, all that stuff. Yeah. So, man, I, I just want to, you know what I want to do uh, at the beginning of this, Josh? I, I just want to pray. Please. Uh, you and I pray about all these things, but yeah. uh, don't always pray on the podcast. I just want to pray 
for people listening because I feel like this topic is pretty intense. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it's something I think that you're going to need the revelation of the Spirit of God uh, for as well. And it's, it could shake some foundations, but I think it's a good shaking. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's shaken my foundations personally. And so I bring this this topic, we bring this topic to you Um good for me four or five years after really uh, digesting it in my life Uh, but it shook some things in me Mm -hmm. and so i'm just going to pray that god would help us to understand and to just look at the word that's what we're going to do we're going to look at the word uh we're going to talk about uh, god's revelation to us that comes through his word so so father we just come before you we thank you so much that you love us and that you reveal yourself to us through your son jesus christ that you give us your Mm. holy spirit to help empower us to see and to to move and to live and to breathe and and lord i thank you so much uh, Father, that you you invite us into this beautiful relationship and that we can worship you with our songs, but with our lives, with our work, uh, with everything that we do, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, that you give us wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, Father, of what you are saying. We are submitting to you, Lord, that if we've misunderstood some things in the scriptures, that we are open, we are willing 100% to let go of those things. Whatever you want to do, correct us, uh, change us, whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. Lord, we want to go by your word. We want to understand you because of who you are, that, that you love us and that we want to love you for who you are. So I pray you just do that in us. We thank you for it. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So dude, as we talk about this, you know, we've kind of, you know, we're kind of mirroring some of the chapters in this book, Awakening Pure Worship. Uh, and, and this one is, is no different uh, and the idea here is there's there's four sections in the book. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of the what of worship at the beginning. Then there's the why, like what's the point of worship, uh, kind of the second quarter. And then the third quarter is kind of what we're moving into is the who mm-hmm. of worship. Then it goes to the the how. Uh, you, you would think like the who of worship is pretty obvious. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, don't we just worship God? You know what I mean? Is that the idea? Yes, absolutely. But what I've realized, Josh, is that the enemy is working on every front. Yes, he is. Dude, I mean, like he is trying to mess up everything. He's trying to distort. He's trying to get us to wrongly define things. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get us to misunderstand. And what I have discovered over the years is that I, me, I personally have misunderstood a lot of things in the kingdom. And as I continue to study the Bible, as I continue to hear from the Holy Spirit on interpreting the Bible, on understanding the revelation that has been given us uh, through the Bible, I feel like, man, there's some things I needed to shift. There was literally lies. And I would say that these are like we, if mm-hmm. God's the gardener and he's growing good stuff, you know, and I'm kind of like the garden, the soil, the enemy comes in and he sows weeds mm-hmm. and he sows it in there so that I'll start to buy into these weeds, these lies as truth. And so then what has to happen is when I realize that these things are lies, then the gardener, the father comes in and he uproots those things. And that can be kind of painful. Absolutely. You know, when yeah. you have something that you believe is truth and it's actually a weed, it's actually a lie. Then the father wants to come in and uproot it. You're like, oh, that's painful. You're pulling it right out of me. Yeah. Ah, you know, don't do it. And we resist. Yep. You know, we resist sometimes because the truth we've bought into something that we felt for, for so long is true. And so, so it's, it's important. I feel like the Lord does want to do some weeding mm-hmm. in the garden today. So we just welcome that process. And I just say, Lord, have, have your way in us. Uh, so, but we're into this part about the who of worship. And like I said, you would think, 
that it would be obvious, but sometimes we misunderstand. This podcast in general is going to be kind of a similar topic for two podcasts, but we're also going to talk about uh, the who of worship as it deals with idolatry mm-hmm. and really as we create our own God, uh, not on purpose, but accidentally, I think sometimes that'll be like a couple podcasts down. But these, these next two are really going to be kind of joined at the hip. So we're going to talk about who is God and the roles of who God is. And this first one, we're going to call it the visible, invisible God. Yeah. Right. All right. The visible, invisible God. And I think you have that scripture from. Uh, if you don't mind, man, I just want to please. read you this chunk. OK, please. this is we were just going to do verse 15. But Let's look, go. he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, Mm. so that he might come to have first place in everything, preeminence. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile everything to himself by making peace through the blood of his cross, whether Mm. things on earth or things in heaven. He is the image of the invisible God. Now, who is he talking about here, Jeff? Mm, Man, I mean, you know, here we're talking about Christ. Right. So so if we want to know and we do want to know who God is, who the Father is, we want to know who he is, that we discover that, as this verse declares, God is invisible. Yep. He's literally invisible. And so how do we know if we can't see him? How do we know who he is? Well, this verse tells us. He's the image. He's the yeah. picture. Yeah. yeah. So if we see Christ and we have that revelation for us, of course, we didn't get to see him physically as the apostles did when yep. he would, they were alive with him. They actually saw him yeah. with their physical eyes and they were seeing the person of God revealed before them through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that same revelation right through the scriptures. As the scriptures reveal who Jesus is, we know that that's who God is. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, man, I love this quote from R.C. Sproul. He says this, and this is why this is important. Okay, I put this quote in the book because this helps us understand that this is important. You could easily just skip over this and go, oh, I know who God is. I know who Jesus is. I know who the Holy Spirit is and miss this. He says this, R.C. Sproul says, if our knowledge of God is superficial, our worship will be superficial. Jeez Louise. Okay. So you can see with that quote that it's important that we really know who he is if mm. we're going to worship him. Yeah. Because if we only know a tiny bit about God, it may be total truth, but we know like a fraction, like 1% of who God is and that's it. And we're satisfied with that. Then our worship is going to be a 1% worship. Yeah. You know, so the greater our revelation of who God is, the greater our response to him can be. Totally. Right. So we're looking for a revelation of who God is and how amazing he is. So we're really opening ourselves up here, Josh, to some questions. Come on, baby. I mean, I, I think it's good to ask questions. Yeah. I, I wrote in the book here, so who is God? Yeah. Can we really know him? I don't think all religions believe that. In fact, that's one of the things that separates Christianity from many other religions or most other religions. 
maybe all other religions, is the fact that we believe through the revelation of the scriptures that we can actually know God. Yeah. But why? Who says? Where does it say it? All that stuff. Let me ask this question. Is Jesus the central focal point of Christianity? We certainly sing like he is. Should we pray to Jesus? What role does the Holy Spirit play? Should we worship the Holy Spirit? Uh, has anyone ever seen the Father? Will we see him in heaven? I mean, these are questions that maybe you would never even think to ask. Yeah. Right? We just kind of assume a lot about some of this stuff. So I'm not saying that we're going to necessarily answer all these questions, but we're going to delve into really who God is, right? Who God is. And so just by way of warning a little bit, friends, uh, you know, even as I'm talking with Jeff here, my religious feathers are getting a little bit ruffled. Sure. And and in a crude sense, my religious undies are getting in a bundle, (laughs) if you know what I'm saying. But you know what, guys? I just think if we can really just approach this with humility and really look at what the Bible is talking about here, we're not trying to introduce some new weird doctrine or anything like that. What we're just trying to do is we're trying to get back to what the scriptures really says. And so we can view the five. Father in a right way, yes. so we can view Jesus, yes. the Messiah, in his right, proper way, and view the Holy Spirit in his way. And yes. so, really, that's what we're trying to do is, Jeff, you're trying to bring clarity yep. when it comes to this stuff, yep. so that we can really worship him in the right way. Yes. And again, it started with me, because I wanted to worship God in the right way. So I just read the Bible. I was just studying, 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 and you come across these little passages where you go, wait, that's not how it was presented totally. to me. Either they misrepresented it or maybe I misunderstood. Yeah. I yeah. may have totally misunderstood and everybody was saying it right, but I want to make sure that I understand what the word is saying. For one example, you know, I bring this idea of, has anyone ever seen the father? Yeah. Well, there's a scripture, 1 Timothy 6, 15 through 16. This is an example of some of the things that we maybe misunderstand. It says this, for at just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only almighty God the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. He alone can never die, and he lives in light so brilliant that no human can approach him. No human eye has ever seen him, nor will. All honor and power to him forever. Amen. Hmm. Now, you know, there's a couple other scriptures that I list in the book where it actually echoes this very sentiment, but the idea that, that God is invisible and that Oh, it's even, it messes with me even think about this, but that we would never actually even see the father, even in heaven. Now, what does that do to, oh, but Moses talked face to face with God. Right. Well, there's, there's reason to believe, and we won't go into all this stuff, but that he's actually talking to Jesus, that the revelation of Moses talking to God is actually Jesus himself in the old Testament. We're not going to go into all that right now, but we can see that there's some issues. I mean, you look at the scripture and it says right there is very clear. No human eye has ever seen him nor ever will. Crazy. Whoa. You have to put these scriptures together and go, okay, how can these be reconciled? How can they all be true? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to tell you a little story. All right. little story. Oh, good. I'm so excited for story time. time. Here we go. Yeah. So uh, I was at a conference a few years ago. I was leading worship. And the speaker was a guy named Jose Duran. Mm-hmm. And I'd never met him before. Uh, seemed like a nice guy, uh, whatever. So I led worship and we chatted a bit before the service, but that's it. And I got done, walked off. He came up to speak, uh, you know, shared a few pleasantries, made a couple jokes as good speakers do. And then he launched into this thing that rocked my world. I mean, and he in essence started off relatively quickly by saying something like this. Is it possible that we as the church have overemphasized Jesus. Josh, bro. 
I gotta tell you, man. I gotta go. I, I need to leave. I mean, I, I can't go on, dude. When he said that, honestly, I just was like, I'm, I'm done. I yeah. tu- I'm tuning out. I really have. I have an incredible opportunity when I lead worship to hear a lot of great speakers. And in that moment, I thought to myself, Well, this one's over. This mm-hmm. guy is a lunatic. Mm-hmm. He's a heretic. Whatever you want to call him. I mean, if you're saying that it's possible to overemphasize Jesus. I mean, he's the hinge pin. He's the center of it all, right? I mean, that's what we've been you know, told. That's what we sing about everywhere. It's all because of Jesus. You know, we're alive. Um, you know, all these incredible songs, everything, all of our worship focused on Jesus. And he said this, and I've got to be honest, I started to tune out. I was kind of angry. Um, but the more he went on, I couldn't help but start going, okay, well, maybe he has a point there. But I can't believe he's saying this. But... Well, well, maybe yeah, maybe that. Oh, that is a good point. Oh my, wait, I didn't ever see that verse before. Yeah. What? And there you have it. Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed. All right, all right. I'm just kidding. We wouldn't do that to you, but we would interrupt things right when it's getting good, mostly to force you to process a little before we bring down the hammer. Ha. Truthfully, our hope is that you listen with ears wide open and you'll continue to identify the many ideas we tend to hold on to that are not actually found in scripture. There's just so much misunderstanding, like how we wrongly assume the point of accepting Jesus is to miss hell and gain heaven. Like believing that getting to heaven is the main point of salvation. Like having the impression that Jesus is more loving toward us than God is. See, it's these types of beliefs that ultimately derail us and keep us from engaging in authentic relationship with God. All right, so I wanted to give a huge shout out to all of you who have invited me to your church or event. I still really enjoy traveling around the world to lead worship, to do worship team coaching, and also to preach the powerful message of awakening pure worship with congregations everywhere. That said, if you would like to inquire about bringing me to your church or event, or would like to consider having me bring a mini worship conference to your church, please send us an email at info at jeffdo.com. That's info at jeffdo.com. Okay, as we jump back into the conversation, Josh reminds us that Jesus is actually the doorway or gateway to something incredible. And I take a fresh look at the popular John 14, 6, which has Jesus revealing some unexpected truths about himself. So settle in and turn it up as we get back to the Pure Worship Podcast. And I started having all these revelations. Crazy. Right? Yep. So one of the first things he does is when he's talking about this stuff, and I'm just stealing his message, but it's so powerful. It changed my life. And really, I'm just honoring him because I feel like the Lord brought this revelation through Jose. And uh, it's something I want to pass along because I think it's so vital to our understanding of how we worship God. So he gave this analogy. He's like, okay, we know John 14, 6. It's a verse that most people, probably if you start it for them, they can finish it. I say, uh, the Bible says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know this verse. It's almost as popular as John 3, 16. And the funny thing about it is we actually think that this verse is about Jesus. Yeah. 
which it seems like it is. I mean, I get it. I tell you, I've always thought that that verse is about Jesus. It's he's the focal point of the verse, right? I mean, he says, I am the way, the truth right. and the life. And then I don't know what that other part says. We just keep and that's it. Yeah. You know, we're like, wow, he is incredible. He's awesome. And he is. Yeah. But one of the things that Jose asked, he said, listen, let me ask this question. If Jesus is the way, what is he the way to? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, well, like to himself, right? I mean, like he is it. Jesus is it, right? I mean, he's the way to, is he the way to heaven? Is he the way to forgiveness? Is he the way to a better life? Your best life now, maybe? Is he, is he the way to, uh, you know, what is it? Yeah. What is he the way to? So then he gives us this little uh, metaphor. And he says, okay, let's say you were going to go on a, uh, a trip to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now for us being up here in good old Minnesota, uh, that's a long trip. Okay. Say we couldn't get tickets too expensive. We got too many people in our party. We're going to take a road trip to Disney World. So the destination is Disney World. Yeah. Right. Now there's no way we can get there though without the highways. We got to take those highways. You know, if all the highways were erased between here and Disney World down in Florida, like, we're not going to make it. We can't drive our car through a river or, you know, we're not going to know how to get there, whatever, all this stuff. So the way is clearly marked out for us. You know, we get our GPS out or our phone app, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Google Maps or whatever, and we're finding our way. We plot our course. The way to the destination of Disney World is on those highways. Now, he's like, wouldn't it be odd if we actually never did get to the destination because we were so enamored with the highway? Now, trust me, I'm right now, somebody's freaking out right now. They're just going to turn off the podcast. They're like, are you saying that Jesus is pavement? <laughs> like, no, I'm not saying that, okay? But this isn't even Paul saying this about Jesus. Jesus is saying this about himself. Right. So don't get mad at Jesus for his own revelation. Right, right, right. He's saying, I am the way, right? Yeah. I am the way to what? Well, the verse answers this itself. Hmm. Okay, the question is, what's the way and what's the destination? In our little metaphor, Disney World is the destination, but what's the destination in the scripture? The scripture itself, John 14, 6, it reveals the destination, but we kind of miss it, right? No one comes to Disney World or no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Come on, man. So suddenly you have a revelation and you know me, Josh, I'm kind of a a black and white guy. I'm a bottom line guy. I'm like, Mm -hmm. tell me what the point is. I want to know what the purpose is. I said this, I don't want to get to the end of my life and realize that I missed the point of my life. Yes. That would be scary. I don't want to get there at the end and go, oh no, I I totally missed it. I missed the destination. Mm. I misunderstood what the destination was. I thought it was about having a good life. I thought it was about just getting to the golden streets in heaven. Mm. No, but Jesus outlines it here for us. He says, So good, Jeff. I am the way and no one can go to the destination except through me. I am the way to the Father. I am the truth about the Father. And I am the life with the Father. Yes. Wow, dude. Yes. 
Come on. So this is, I mean, I'm sitting there with my mouth literally hanging on the floor as Jose is kind of <laughs> laying this out for us. I'm just like, oh my word. I'm kind of angry, like I said, but mm-hmm. I'm also feeling like God is, is opening my mind to something that I totally missed. Again, as you said at the beginning, this is not a new doctrine. Mm-hmm. We're getting this right from the scripture. This is not, it's just that we missed it. Mm-hmm. We missed it. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you out there listening, you're going, oh yeah, we do this totally. The revelation of the Father, everything is great. So we're just bringing confirmation. But for some, this is a brand new revelation. So it's like a weed being pulled out. And it's, right now it's tugging on your heart and it's, mm-hmm. it's a bit painful. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's tough to pull that the weed out. You're like, well, okay, wait a minute. If Jesus is the way, does that mean that we're trying to demote Jesus now? No, 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 no. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. In fact, if anything, here's the thing. We said this earlier. The enemy, the devil, is trying to mess with everything. He's trying to distort every truth, and this one as well. And the truth he's trying to distort is not so much about Jesus, because we're not trying to demote Jesus, but he's trying to steal from us. He's trying to kill, steal, and destroy our revelation of who the Father is. Yes. Because he realizes that is the key. Even Jesus himself said, that's why I died. Mm-hmm. That's why I came to earth from the beginning. It's not so you could come to me, but so you could come to the Father. So good. Man, I got a scripture here. This is John 10. And I'm going to start at verse 7. It says, Jesus said again, I assure you, okay? Those listening to the podcast, listen up. I assure you, I am the door of the sheep. Come on. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the door. Come on, guys. Come on. I am the door. If mm. anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will come in and go out to find pasture. And then obviously we know the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come so that you may have life mm. and have it abundantly. Guys, he's saying that he is the door. He is the pathway. He is the way and the truth and the life to get to the Father. I'm, I am the doorway that leads into this grand fellowship with the Father. Yes. And... Jeff, you know, maybe this is kind of a bunny trail, but why do you think the enemy wants to keep us from relationship with the Father and really kind of having that that abundant relationship with him? And why do we just, how do we end up settling for Jesus when Jesus the whole time is pointing to the Father? Yeah. And again, we, we all understand that Jesus is God. Yes, We are not absolutely. questioning his deity. The Bible is very clear on this, right? Yeah. So we are not, Jose was not saying that. We are not saying that. Jesus is God. But there's something here that happens that we're going to unpack even in our next podcast. Yeah. We'll do a little more in this one. But we're unpacking the idea that though the three persons of God are all God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they each have the same goal but they all have different roles. Mm -hmm. And the same goal, the goal of each of them is fellowship with the Father, Mm -hmm. together as one and also for us. So if that is the goal, obviously the enemy wants to keep us from that goal. If Jesus said, I'm the way and no one can come to the Father except through me, that is the ultimate goal is to come to the Father. Yes. I mean, you just say that out loud. The ultimate goal of life is to come to the Father. There is nothing more important. There's nothing that supersedes this. The ultimate 
ultimate goal, the reason Jesus came to the earth was to make a way for us to come to the Father. And he wants so that good. for himself and he wants that for you. And the Holy Spirit wants that for us and he wants it for himself as well as they're one. I mean, even Jesus prayed, right? Mm -hmm. What was the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17? He didn't pray specifically, oh, that they would do more ministry. Yep. Oh, that they would serve the poor better. Although those are incredibly important things. Mm -hmm. He prayed that they would be one. Oh, Lord, that they would be one like you and I are one. There you go. Like you and I are one, that they also would be that in us, us and them and yep. them and us yeah. together as one. That's the ultimate goal of life. So the enemy wants to do whatever he can yep. to hide that. Now, your, your picture of the scripture of the door, it's so powerful because guess what, man? Josh, I see this. I was literally, I had this revelation as I was preaching this message a couple weeks ago. I'm like, okay, imagine us walking up to the door. Originally, the door is slammed <laughs> shut, yeah. locked. It cannot be opened. In fact, maybe it's really just a wall. There yeah. is no door. And yeah. that, that chasm between us and God, it, it, it's unbreachable. We mm -hmm. cannot get through. Then Jesus comes along, dies on the cross. He comes, he lays down his life, gives us incredible love, and he opens a door. Yeah. Now, imagine we walk up to the door and we're like, wow, this is a beautiful door. Look at the grain of the wood in the mm -hmm. door. Look at this door handle. It's amazing. And all the time Jesus is saying, okay, yes, I am beautiful. And there was a revelation of how beautiful he is. Mm -hmm. Daniel talks about it. Mm -hmm. John talks about it in revelation of, of Jesus with the sword coming out of his mouth, the yep. hair white as wool. Yep. He's incredible. Mm -hmm. But he said of himself, I am the door. So he's saying, come through me, come through. And I see the whole church. I see this, Josh, many of us coming in. We might just stop at the door and go, wow, wow. this is a nice door. Others might turn the doorknob. Oh, look, it opens, mm. you know, and then push it open like a crack and peek through to the other side and go, wow, that's beautiful in there. Cool. And then turn around and walk away. Mm. Like they've seen a small crack of the world that exists on the other side of that door. The world that exists on the other side of that door is fellowship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And Jesus made a way for that. But so many of us are just peeking through the crack. Maybe we don't feel like we're worthy to go you know, through the door, but that we know we're not. We don't have to be worthy. Jesus made a way through his blood for us to come bust down the door, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like break through the door. Not break through because he's opened it already, yeah. but just come galloping run, through run or whatever. Through. Run yep. through, right? Yep. Right? Come through. He's inviting us, this beautiful invitation to come. Yeah. And yet we hold back. We stay back or we stay enamored with the door and we should be, we should worship the door. We should honor the door. It's incredible. In this little analogy, some people might wonder, well, who is the Holy Spirit? If, if the father represents the destination and Jesus represents the way. Mm -hmm. So let's say Josh, you and I are in our little car and we're sitting there and the way has been paved, right? We're in our little car and, and the way has been paved for us to get to the father by Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of times people then try to get their car there by themselves. Well, the Holy Spirit, I call him the juice. Yeah. <laughs> He's the fuel, man. I mean, the fuel is the Holy Spirit comes along and his goal is to help you. He's to empower you to get to the father on yeah. the way that Jesus has provided for yes. you. Right. Yeah. So you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You get filled with the Holy Spirit. You get your tank filled up. Yep. And now instead of me trying to drag my car along the way, I can see it. The destination is way over there. You know, it's the father and I'm going to drag my car 
car and my own power. Now mm-hmm. I've got the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to get me right down the way yeah. to the destination. It's not by might, not by power, but it's so, by the oh, Spirit. Oh, come on. Come on, baby. It's by His Spirit, literally, right? Bring on the juice. Right? Uh. Come on, the juice. <laughs> So look, guys, we are definitely not trying to demote Jesus. We're trying to mm-hmm. elevate the Father back to the place where the scriptures so call him and say and, and reveal that he is. Yeah. You know, because we have honestly have missed this idea. And we might talk a little bit about this in the next podcast, because mm-hmm. you gotta think of this one and the next one as really one podcast. But it's almost as if God gets a really bad rap. Yeah. Jesus is the real nice, ushy gushy, lovey guy, person of God, and God the Father. He's like the angry one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the mad one you know but honestly you can look at the old testament and new testament and you can see both you can see all that i mean jesus Mm -hmm. gets angry Mm -hmm. he turns over the tables in the temple he tells the disciples you know how you have little faith how much longer do i have to be with you i mean he also gets frustrated with people but god also the father loves us and it's it's scary how much he loves us yeah And so that's what this revelation is about, is understanding that the number one goal of life is for us to come to the Father. And what's so cool, Jeff, is in previous podcasts, you've talked about revelation and response. To me, man, this is the epitome of yes. of walking that out and viewing God in a right way because, man, the, the revelation that Jesus came to set this template so that we could be in communion with the Father, that's that's what he's doing. And so yes. since that's the revelation, that's the reality, our response should be just like Jesus of, you know what, I'm going to go to the Father through the door. I'm going to go to those yes. green pastures to, yes. to do life with the Father yes. by the power of the Holy Spirit through the door of Jesus. All right, guys, that'll do it for this week's Pure Worship podcast entitled The Visible Invisible God. Man, thank you guys so much for listening. Honestly, it's such a blast hanging with you as we talk about the deeper issues of relationship with God. Hey, remember, the ultimate goal of life, as revealed by the scriptures, is simple, to come to the Father. And this can only happen through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the way that Jesus provides. Of course, even though Jesus is God, getting to Jesus, as stated by Jesus himself, is not the main goal of life. He invites us to follow him, even to chase him into deep and genuine relationship with the Father. Okay, on the next podcast, Josh and I continue in our discussion of the who of worship by getting into a unique understanding of the three persons of God. Honestly, you may be a little shocked at the revelation we unveil. So have a great week and we'll see you again soon on the next Pure Worship Podcast.